So how are you feeling, man? General malaise. <laughs> Ennui. Hey, I mean, it's been fun so far at least, right? We haven't totally crashed and burned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of So Did You Like It, which officially means I no longer have to say the numbers of this episode, and I can just say another one. That's great. I'm Squarin. I'm joined by Kaz, as always, and this week we are going to go ahead and talk about Shaun of the Dead, 2004, written by Edgar Wright, and Simon Pedd, directed by Edgar Wright. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. Have you ever felt that you're turning into... Something in the world. A zombie. And honestly, I just gotta say, this is a hilarious movie. I had such a great time watching this again. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a treat every time. It honestly is. Like I I was a little bit worried because um after watching the thing again, I was like discouraged. I was just like, man, do I like need to stop rewatching stuff? And then we put Never this on and watch movies ever again. <laughs> exactly. And then like I put this on and like as it was starting, I was just like, oh, Oh, I'm fine. I'm I'm having the best time ever right now. But any like, little small thing about this movie, it is basically a man having to re-examine his entire life choices in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Like, have you ever thought about that? The fact that like this guy is in the middle of that situation that you think about in all middle school classrooms and high school classrooms when you're bored in your classroom. And he has to deal with just like his best friend. His life falling apart, his mom, his relationship with his stepfather, his ex-girlfriend. Like, come on, man, can't you just enjoy this moment right now? The like the the, the dream we all have wanted for so long. I don't know what life was like for you in middle school. I wasn't balancing my best friend and losing my girlfriend because I had a drinking problem at the bar. You and I live completely different lives. <laughs> That's not what I <laughs> That is not what I meant. You know it, you asshole. Damn. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I had to go through in middle school. <laughs> you know, I had like such a convincing fake. You've idea. come out the other end so, <laughs> so great comparatively. I guess good, bravo. But yeah, it's it's a bad social situation. He's not starting to start off as the greatest guy. Like he's kind of a terrible boyfriend, kind of a terrible son. Uh, and yeah, he's just kind of a layabout with his, I mean, he works, but he doesn't seem like he's got his shit together. At the end of the film, you still gotta ask questions. Like, is he a good guy? But like, the 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 thing about Sean is like, it's a weirdly still relatable guy for everyone around that age. Every person around that age, you know? Unless in like certain circumstances. Yes. I have had a night. Now this is less sarcasm, <laughs> not completely one hundred percent true, but I have had a night where I have woken up to a note I've left myself that says "Get your life together." <laughs> that is relatable, harshly I, relatable. Oh, that I, I kind of want to know what happened, but I'm also scared to know what happened. <laughs> You're good. Look, this is this is this is where we talk about movies, not my therapy needs. <laughs> Our therapy is in movies. That's the point of this. That's why we watch these. No matter how terrible they might turn out to be in the future. We don't know. But one of the most interesting facts I found out about this movie after watching it was like this was uh, Nick Frost who plays Ed. Like first feature film. Like this guy is one of those stories where um, he was a waiter. Met Simon as a waiter. Instantly fast friends that he got. They convinced him and the producers to put him on Spaced, which had an episode that kind of birthed this movie, this whole like zombie apocalypse uh, scenario. And just the fact that like he came out and is still like there, there is no question of like who's better between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They're just chemistry together. They both play the best characters. Now, was he an actor beforehand? He just hadn't done a movie? He had done some sketches for some, like, British programs before, but, like, he wasn't really, like, 
he didn't have a lot of acting experience. He was just kind of a comedian. I think he's good. I don't think there's a single part where I thought his performance was flat. I thought no, I I wouldn't have been able to known had you not told me. I also love how like by the end of the movie, like had Ed changed that much? <laughs> not really. He probably won't be selling any weed, but that's about it. <laughs> but like we were like, I was thinking to myself like. Uh, as we were watching, it's like, oh yeah, it's like this is like Sean and Ed like learning about each other and their lives again and like making choices and unfortunately like what happens with Ed. But then like as I'm watching it and I'm laughing still and having a good time, I was just like, yeah, dude, you're still a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> Ed hadn't changed much. Like I, I have to be, <laughs> I have to be truthful with you, man. Like, I mean, you kind of still suck. I, I did, I did. Like how it's it's called Shaun of the Dead. It reminds me very much of what they did with Dawn of the Dead, where it's like, hey, people still have somewhat of like weird mannerisms here and there. Like it's not like a big obvious tell or anything, but like, yeah, you know, they see the mo- the, the zombies just roaming around the mall, or sometimes they're just they're just doing things that like people would do on kind of like an autopilot kind of situate or you know kind of thing or just some kind of deep seated thing. And so that's another thing that they just do in this movie, like. Between Ed just sitting there playing video games, uh, still as a zombie, they showed some of the zombies could put to be put to work and like push carts, which I think is a capitalist dystopia <laughs> that I don't want to think about for too long. <laughs> yeah. uh, they showed, uh, oh man, uh, his stepfather. I wanted to say his father and then have someone correct me. But his stepfather, uh, even like he's just, as much as he's like trying to eat them and shit, he just goes and turns the radio off because he couldn't stand the noise. So it's just funny seeing these little bits of like, oh, yeah, they're just they're still slightly themselves, which is a little disconcerting. Oh, dude. Craziest thing. I found out that uh, the original actress asked to play Sean's mom was Helen Mirren. <laughs> could like, could you imagine the intimidation that woman would have brought to this movie, even if she was acting like a sweet old woman, I'd still just be like, I have to be as prim and proper around you as possible. I am sorry. I cannot be like, like I, I, I wouldn't be able to understand why Sean would ha- not have his shit together because it's like Helen Mirren was my mom. I'd be too fucking scared. <laughs> you would definitely bring her flowers when you're supposed to bring her flowers. Yes. Also, like I do want to point out, even though she was right, those were her flowers. You are right. It was a little vain of her to just suggest flowers she found on the ground near a trash can during a zombie apocalypse. Like, oh, these are mine from Sean. I just, um, I just absolutely know. It said to a wonderful mom, though. Um, newsflash: there's other, fo- there's other wonderful moms out there. Yeah, but those kids would have gone with a pow super mom card instead. <laughs> I don't oh know. yeah, only only Sean would ever choose. You're, it's just a wonderful mom. I don't know. What what day was this supposed to take place around? Like, we don't have any gauge for, like, what time of year it was. It didn't seem like Mother's Day. Otherwise, they'd have made a bigger deal about other moms, I think. Oh, I don't know. shit. There is a calendar at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. You might be right. Yeah. So There is a calendar. Maybe it was, like, her birthday? So, like, that narrows it down. It's either her birthday or it's Mother's Day. I don't or think it's Philip's just an asshole and just assumes Sean's gonna bring flowers every time he comes and visits his mom. I just think that maybe it happened to be like a special day for her for some reason, and she found the flowers in front of the trash can that her son, uh, in front of the pub that her son visits frequently. I did see to say it was vain though. Wait, but... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Oh, it's no. a special day. It's like, oh yeah. I mean, my husband just got killed in front of me and then turned into an undead zombie. Well, no. But at least my son is finally getting his life together I mean, while the... also protecting me from zombies. That's not oh, what by I the mean way, at all. <laughs> I just got bit. I'm sure I'll be fine though. Best day ever. I just mean that like the occasion that he would have bought her flowers for. <laughs> Not that like, oh, this is such a lovely day, isn't it? She is still like, even after being bitten, she's still looking at people like, are you all right? And she's like, hello. Oh, holy shit. Do I really need to look up what day this was for her? Because if this was her birthday, this is the worst fucking birthday ever. It might be the worst birthday. I don't <laughs> oh, know. God. I feel feel like you would have mentioned it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he wasn't that great a son. Would he have mentioned it? 
That's true. Even it was like him and Liz were together for like what three years, and it wasn't until they were in the car driving away from zombies did he go like "Mum, Liz, Liz, Mum." Yeah. Well, remember also we had gotten the voicemail <laughs> at the beginning for of the movie. Years. The voice on the game is like, "Are you bringing Liz around? Like, I can't wait to finally meet her. Me and Philip. Yeah. Or Philip and I are so excited. And it's just like, Sean, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like at that point, I don't know." I don't know what people's relationships with their mom and their girlfriends are like, but I'd be so excited just bringing my like girlfriend over to my mom. And be like, look, hey, I would be Vanna White in front of the fucking like Wheel of Fortune board, just being like with my arms, just like you know, gestating towards her. Like, look, she's pretty. She's here. She's real. <laughs> I would. I'm gonna throw my hat into this circle for like how many times this question's been answered, but I feel like the acceptable time to wait is like between four to six months like i feel like that's a good amount of time for you to have gone on a good amount of dates get a feel for it and <laughs> then go for that you know because it's no. just like like it's too it's too much pressure at the beginning and then you're just an asshole if you wait too long date one because like we also you have th- to find out like date one has you Sean throw a ring at her you say you want to meet my mom <laughs> that's cause's patented move i'm single Custom ladies it's okay off topic from the movie but like i've heard some of those weird like customs between like families and stuff like that for like finding marriage partners and i gotta say like people gotta calm the fuck down i don't know what these practices are oh just some weird stuff man america's got some weird history but anyway let's get back to this movie before we get too off topic Alrighty then so as well as having uh his mom his girlfriend philip doesn't last very long which, it's really funny that you would get someone like Bill Nye, not the science guy, the other one, uh, the the the, uh, the the octopus one. Also known as, for all you Harry Potter nuts out there, no matter the controversy, Rufus Scrimmore. Oh, I was saying more. the octopus guy. I was talking about Spirits of the Caribbean. Oh, well, never mind. Um, but, yeah. You- Wait, was he really? Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Oh, my God, you could hear it in his voice. <laughs> but you know what now that you pointed out i can totally hear it man yeah. it's up the new every day but the yeah more you, you know you get someone like him and he's like i don't know what in it for like 10 minutes <laughs> well he shows up multiple times but still like yeah they off him pretty early yeah but here's the thing like i would be like as it is with helen mirren i would be so intimidated if i was related to that man like his his normal facial expression, where it's just like it's not that he's angry or upset, just like complete calmness, is still some of the most stern work I've ever seen from an actor. To where I'm just like, I feel like I'm getting chided by a schoolmaster when I look at him. Fair enough, but I respect him for it. <laughs> I gotta get, we gotta give it up for Philip too. Like you know, it's hard. I met, I mean, I I don't know personally, but I imagine it's hard coming into a family being a stepfather and what he, he came into Sean's life when he was like what twelve or something. Yeah, and he and he talks about that which i'm not gonna lie a little bit of a dick move i know it's your deathbed but you guys should have talked about this beforehand i know you guys aren't good with bringing down your emotional walls but come on but yeah he he talks about how like i wasn't your father um like you had already had a dad and so like talking about like he didn't know he just didn't want him to be weak and like didn't want him to think that he didn't do anything for him that yeah. he had always loved him. And it's just like, you're having this tender moment and it's just like, I mean, but did it need to take this Philip? It please. needed, it needed to take him dying. Unfortunately, <laughs> Philip, you could have had such a m- much nicer relationship. I can tell this woman, I love her, but this, this 12 year old boy never. I do like the moment <laughs> of like, Sean's trying to convince his mom to like leave Philip. Cause he knows he's screwed. And he's just like, Mom, I never told you this, but Philip touched me, and then she just turns around, looks at him, and he said, that's not true. I should not have done that. <laughs> that's exactly how that would go down if I tried to, like, bullshit my mom. Oh my I'd be God. like, I'm, I, was, I, I, I did a fib. I'm sorry. Also, like, you just don't joke about that. Come on. You're Hell trying you to get did. your mom out in the zombie apocalypse, man. Like... 
Come you, on, you, though. You like, do whatever you gotta game have you some can. class. You gotta have some class. I don't care if it's a zombie apocalypse. Show some class. No. <laughs> Look at Ed. If Ed doesn't have to have any class. <laughs> What's the next thing you're gonna tell me during a zombie apocalypse? It's totally okay to just punch a child in the face to get them down out of your way. I mean, he shoved that kid. <laughs> he shoved the kid out of the way. He was a zombie okay, kid. I think we obviously know Kaz would survive a saw trap, and I just would not. If the saw trap is punch a child or you're dead, I might punch a child. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but I just meant self-preservation. But no, yeah, dude. <laughs> Living your truth, like, I guess. That's right. fine. Cut off, cut off my arm. <laughs> Ew, I don't know. I think I might die. Punch a child. All right. Where's the exits? <laughs> Are you going to at least tell the child sorry first? I mean, it, what, how convincing is that going to be before you hit it? <laughs> Just look at him, shrug. You get it, right? Fucking decked. <laughs> well, Shaun of the Dead brings some things out in you, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> and then not only do we have uh, mom, girlfriend, uh, Philip, who we axe pretty quickly. We got Ed, his best friend since like childhood, it seems. Um, and then, yeah, we got, uh, Liz's friends. I don't know how close they are as friends, but they seem like friends. Uh, let's just get this out of the way, because we all know what everyone's thinking. David is just the absolute worst character in this movie. David is the worst, but he's not wrong sometimes. <laughs> he's not wrong sometimes. And you're right. Like, you you brought this up earlier, and then I don't have time to think about it. You are right. Like, he's not wrong in some of those moments. It's just he... He goes about it in such the worst ways. Yeah, he's dickhead Harry Potter, but like still, like sometimes he he wants to he, he needs to he wants the group to do what needs to get done. By the way, I don't know if you caught this, but in that sequence when uh you see the group meet up with Yvonne's group and the exchange of characters there and it's the joke that it's like the same type of group in a horror trope. Uh both Martin Freeman and I can't remember her name, but that is Jim and Don, or Jim and Pam, from the British version of The Office. Which one's supposed to be Pam? The uh, oh, the 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 other girl, Diane. Is Not she supposed Diane. To be Pam? It's I don't think it's Yvonne. Liz? It's either Yvonne. I, I think it's no. Yvonne. No, no, no. Oh. It's the other. I think it's the other female in the group. I can't remember. I and I'm so sorry for not being able to. Okay. But like, that's just a little fun fact that like a lot of comedians showed up in this film. And uh, back to the topic at hand. Sorry, <laughs> I got off track again. That was funny to see Martin Freeman, though. How is it that David, though, was lucky enough to land with a character so wonderful as Diane? Diane really is the MVP of the whole movie. I I cannot fathom it because, yeah, watching this movie again, it was just like, I absolutely love this character. She is so upbeat. She is so nice. Mm -hmm. Even with, like, Sean, when it was just like, David's so standoff, she's just like... No, I just don't think that's a good idea right now, Sean. Just maybe wait a little bit. And you're just like, oh, Diane, you're so nice, you know? And then, like, even the situation where, like, David, they're confronting David about his love for uh, Lisa and it was Liz. just, or Liz, yeah. Liz. Oh, man, I'm terrible with names of this movie. And she just, like, yells at him. It was like, when were you, like, you know, recognize it and, like, get over it and, like, realize me for who I am? It's just like, Girl, you do not have to put up with this. There is so many yeah. other better people. Yeah, she Leave this like, whole toxic group. Oh, yeah, yeah. They really are. Well, no. I, what was my saying when we were watching it? I said, all right, Liz did nothing but wrong, but Diane's the best. Yeah, that is true. Okay, Liz and Diane like, should both leave the group. But like, Liz, is, Liz is blameless. They seem like they could be great friends. Have their shit together. Really? Is it just that the men don't have their shit together? Yeah, it just seems like this whole movie is just about how men just don't it's have their shit together. Pretty accurate, I guess. One thing I did not know about this whole thing was that this was called the Cornetto, the Flavor of Cornetto trilogy. I think that is so... It's funny, but also so stupid at the same time, because oh, like, yeah. I looked up to like, what each flavor meant, and I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Okay, yeah, I, I've always heard it was called the Cornetto Trilogy, but I've never, like, looked into it. I'm just like, oh, that's a weird... Why are they naming it after the ice cream? Is this a thing? Um, but I've never looked deeper beyond that. I'm like, okay, it's just the Cornetto Trilogy, I guess. I don't know what, what it is. I don't know. Like, it, are these delicious? Are these the greatest treats ever? Should we make movies based off these things? But, you know, I digress. 
This movie is apparently delicious ice cream. So let's break that down. Why is this movie delicious ice cream? Ice cream is comfortable. This movie is comfortable. Ice cream is super sweet. This movie has a sweet ending because we have like them together in a relationship and he still has his best friend and we're all happy for everybody. There's, you know, just a balance in there that just matches this Cornetto so perfectly. It's also got blood in it, which matches the strawberry flavoring of this strawberry Cornetto. And does the strawberry Cornetto have nuts? Oh, that's a good question. It probably does. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, what does the nuts add to it? (laughs) <laughs> well, the nuts represent, you see, what they stand for in this movie is, you remember the shirt that Ed was wearing that says, I got wood? Well, <laughs> I got nothing. Well, no, see, actually, actually, what the nuts, the crushed nuts would represent is how the patriarchy is just a complete yeah, it's failure. Exa- All men just it fell apart It comes back to what I movie. said about how Only men don't have their w- shit together. <laughs> the nuts, the crushed. <laughs> we need the women folk we need. to pick up the pieces. <laughs> They were the only people we need to lead us right now. All right, all men, lay down your arms. I stand by this interpretation. This movie is apparently deeper than the Matrix saga. (laughs) Dude, we all knew that. We all knew that. Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, crazy geniuses. It's like, okay, you can't see my arms, but down here, it's Citizen Kane. Up here, it's Shaun of the Dead, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest mind fucks, like... Down here, you got Six Sense. Up here, you got Shaun of the Dead. A uh, legit though, le- legitimately speaking about the movie though, and how like actually good filmmaking it is. Is this movie is on its own a fucking class on foreshadowing? Oh my gosh! There yes. is long foreshadowing. There is short foresh. I mean, I think the the, the the one that people know, the notorious one that I think people looked up anytime anyone's looked up anything on this movie. Is the uh, when they're making up the plan to like you know what they're gonna do, and it's they're gonna have a Bloody Mary um, in the morning or something like that, which is you know there's that one girl named Mary who who uh, I think she was a checkout lady yeah and then uh, yeah she she attacks him in the garden and then he says well we'll have a bite at the king's head which I think is supposed to be Philip getting attacked mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah he says we'll go for shots at the Winchester. And then they were shooting the Winchester, man. So that's the one everyone knows. But, like, at the beginning, even the roommate is, like, uh, the roommate even tells Ed, he's like, you should go live in a shed. I think at one point uh, they even tell uh, the roommate back, like, after he leaves because he was pissed off for keeping him up in the morning. Uh, they even, like, after he leaves the room, he's just like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> just stuff like that. And it's throughout. Yeah, I... I didn't actually even pick up on it until you were putting it out during the movie. And I was like, holy shit, this is kind of like, not like, I wouldn't say this is a master class of like the most beautiful foreshadowing you've ever seen, but just like a class in like the types of foreshadowing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Just like they threw it, like you said, like they threw in every single type. And by the end of the movie, if you pay attention, you already knew how this movie was going to end before you got there. Yeah. Or if nothing else, it's at least good for rewarding payoff. You're like, oh, they said that in the beginning and then it happened, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, and the whole plan sequence, like I, I didn't point that out until you told me about that today. And like, as you were telling me that it was like a light going off my head. I was like, oh, my gosh. This runs deeper than I thought. <laughs> and I just like was ready to like pull out my corkboard and just go full Charlie Day mode and just like start putting all the dots together, connecting this with Hot Fuzz and then At World's End, just knowing now that like it all came down to like each movie probably foreshadows the other movie in some way. Oh yeah, like the Pixar connection, like <laughs> something in this movie was hinting at what Hot Fuzz would be. Uh... Exactly. There's like one cop in Shaun of the Dead, boom. Hot fuzz. <laughs> they called it the whole time. Oh my god! They were drinking in a pub. There's a pub. There's a pub in Hot Fuzz. Boom! At World's End. <laughs> we got it. There you go. I just connected all three for you. Yeah, those are the only ones that I can think of on top of my head right now. But there are so many of them in that whole in that whole movie, dude. They're all over the place with like foreshadowing, like things that'll happen. Sometimes it's immediate, and other times it's like. Uh... It, it it it's you know it's one that's like it said at the beginning doesn't pay off until the very end like even um i didn't notice how overt it was any other times until we saw it uh wednesday but like even when sean was like uh giving uh david shit when they're in the apartment about like you know 
of, about him being in love with Liz. He doesn't say it outright, but, you know, like, uh, David is, like, all defensive. He's like, what's that supposed to mean? And then Diane <laughs> looks at him, and it's like, oh, she knows already. She already knew that he's been in love with her. And then he's like, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You know, he's just really, really defensive about it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that until this was last time we saw it. Yeah, like... This movie, it's it's hard to... I, we talked about if this movie was better than Hot Fuzz. And while I enjoy Hot Fuzz more, I feel like you can learn equally enough about filmmaking from uh, Shaun of the Dead as you could from Hot Fuzz. You know? Like, both are perfect in learning how to yeah. write a parody film as well as still be smart about your humor even mm. as you're making fun of something. So... Like, because nothing about Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the yeah. Dead is inherently offensive. It's just poking fun in the right way. That even like, even though this is making fun of like uh, zombie tropes, George Romero loves this movie and uh, even put Edgar Wright and Sh- uh, Simon Pegg in one of his movies. Oh, that's right. What was that? That was like Land of the Dead. I think so. I don't know which one it is. Um, uh because like it's just good like it is a well thought out movie that is hilarious hits all the right notes um but like i'm saying both movies could teach you like even though like i enjoy hot fuzz more if i were to like have to talk about a movie and like how it connects with like story writing and is a good way to explain things to people. Like Shaun of the Dead is a good way, like you'd say, to talk about like foreshadowing and all the different uses for it. And how like you can even use foreshadowing so much in a movie to where like it didn't yeah. deter the movie at all. Hot Fuzz might be the better movie, but I think Shaun of the Dead is the one that you introduce people to first. Hot um, Fuzz was the one that was introduced to me first. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think I actually um, watched Hot Fuzz at World's End and then Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I haven't even seen it at World's End. Um, oh my I gosh! I, it's uh, it's one of those movies where it's like it's really funny, but like Edgar Wright got a little bit more serious with this one. Oh okay, that's fine. I don't um, want to like ruin too much of that one. Sure. Uh, with Hot Fuzz, actually, I say Hot Fuzz might be the better movie, but I've always like thought like, oh, I I saw it and I was like, I think it's fine. Like I don't know, it didn't like blow me away. I didn't think it was like amazing, and I just like Shaun of the Dead more. And I was like, eh, it's probably just because I like zombies more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just a big fan of like dumb, stupid zombie shit. Um, and then uh, yeah, I also Hot Fuzz kind of got ruined for me. And that after I said it was fine, I had like in college, I had just like this real big Hot Fuzz stan who just kept telling me, he's like, you just don't get it, man. You just don't get it. It's like <laughs> art. It's masterpiece. And I'm like, I really am not enjoying this movie now that you're telling me. I, I understand. I, I, I know the song had was, was like a little bit of a hint. I know it was funny that they had Chris, uh, Timothy Dalton and all that stuff. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know there was this, okay, I get it. But like, no, it's just, it, was, it was like, yeah, if I didn't think it was the best, I just didn't get it at the level that he did. So just I'm the, like, I'm just going to go back to Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> just another lesson of never put pressure on and anything you like. Just let people watch it. He'll th- let them watch it. Don't Bro, worry about I can't it. wait for King Arthur. It's going to be the <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of us now. <laughs> it is going to be the greatest retelling of the story ever. Guy Ritchie is someone we can trust. Anyway, um, one of the things I really liked about this was the fact that even for a parody movie, they took their zombies really seriously and they were enjoyable. Like their zombies yeah. are well done for a comedy film. I I loved how like serious each extra takes their job in this movie. And the sequence where David dies is some beautiful practical effects. Oh yeah, that that's a callback to Dawn of the Dead, because that's almost aside from the legs, like coming off uh mm-hmm. that's almost exactly like the scene from dawn of the dead that gave me nightmares as a kid because yeah like i think an elevator opens up and like the guy was turned around and so like all of a sudden he realized oh shit oh no no, no that's a different death uh but they, there are zombies that get a guy and whatever like uh well he wasn't paying attention <laughs> or they caught they surprised him and then yeah they're just pulling into his stomach and like there's like a whole production like nightmare about it because like they used pig guts and they just pretended to eat the pig guts. So it's still disgusting then. But what happened was 
they had left it in the uh, you know the put the pig goods in the fridge so they could film it for you know next time. Left it over the weekend. The fridge, the power to the fridge died. So when they came back to film the shot with the pig guts, everyone was just like ready to throw up, pretending to eat these rancid pig guts that had been sitting there over the weekend. Oh. <laughs> so that was for Dawn of the Dead. For Shaun of the Dead, I would hope that they did better than, <laughs> than that. God, that sounds horrible. Yeah, just rancid three-day-old pig guts sitting there, and you're just having to kneel and pretend to eat them. <laughs> All right. Would you survive a sp- uh, saw trap if you had to eat rancid pig guts? <laughs> I I couldn't have even lasted like a day at Fear Factor, man. Let's play a game. Eat this eyeball. It's a delicacy. Joe Rogan's just there, like eating the eyeball, just eating fistful of them. And I'm like, nah, bro. That's that's you. That ain't me. <laughs> Something about this movie that always kind of impresses me too is its use of music. There are a lot of songs that come on that are just a little bit of a throwback. And then, of course, the Queen sequence is great. And then, like, what was that fact you told me, like, during that movie? Or who who told us that fact during the movie? Oh, yeah, I, I mentioned that fact. Um, and I could I, got, I looked it up just to confirm it. Uh, but, yeah, like, when they're playing Don't Stop Me Now and they're beating the zombie's ass to, like, a rhythm... Like not only would they rehearse to the actual song, but they would also have like a little earbud in their in their ear, and they would have it so they would be in sync when they were beating <laughs> the zombie. So they would hit it at, 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 to the beat of the song, and uh, even David when he's flicking switches, like he's flicking it to like the beat that they happen to be going by. I uh, didn't notice that. Holy crap, um, dude! You know what movie does music syncing like? perfectly just like they did this in Shaun of the dead i'm gonna take a stab in the dark since this is an edgar wright movie and say baby driver (laughs) yes sir yes sir edgar wright just knows how to do it just you you see these moments in his movies where like he in even in hot fuzz and even in at world's end where he syncs movement up to music and if like you really pay attention you notice each single step of a character is in beat or each like hit or just jerk of like any motion and uh you just see him working all the way up until he does baby driver and it's just the opening sequence of this movie is one of the best opening sequences i've ever seen i've never seen baby driver actually i caught I think the end of it when I was at a hotel once. Uh, I miss. Oh, that's that. That's a movie I'm definitely gonna put forward. It is Edgar Wright. It is my by far. I love the Cornetto trilogy. I love the comedy. It's amazing. Baby Driver is my favorite Edgar Wright movie. We can't watch two Edgar Wrights. Two rights don't make a two rights make a wrong. That's not that's how that goes at all. That's why we put some time in front of it. That's why we we'll, we'll bring it back up. Don't I fucked worry. up We're that so, saying hey, royally. Hey. <laughs> Hey, don't worry. We're still watching King Arthur next week. You're not getting out of that. Oh, boy. Exciting. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Once again, uh, going back to something you said before, talking about, you know, payoff eh? Uh, but uh the uh not only you talked about the extras and how great they were apparently they were all paid like just a pound and they were just it was just a casting call of like hey does anyone want to be like an extra zombie in this and a bunch of fans of uh spaced spaced yeah a bunch of fans of space just showed up and they just like yeah they just got paid a pound and then just pretended to be zombies and they acted their heart out for so little (laughs) it is some of the best extra work I've seen, which let's be real, best extra work goes to uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. But this was amazing. Also, what's with that like ad in the Yellow Pages book that you mm-hmm. see where it's just like, we do all the fish, the place that does all the fish? I didn't catch that. I don't know. <laughs> like, so you remember, like, I, I thought that was really funny. I was just like, that's your advertisement? Because like... So remember when he's talking to her at the beginning and they're like trying to plan a date or he's trying to tell her that like, I'll take you out. It's like, I'll go to that. I'll, I'll book that really fancy place. And she's yeah, like, yeah, that place yeah. that does all the fish. And you think that's just her like knowing the restaurant. No, that's the legit yellow pages ad for it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, it, I do remember her saying that line or him saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The place with all the, that does all the fish. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize it in the, the yellow pages actually. I didn't know to catch that. There's so many moments where just like there's just little 
little bits of that comedy just like written in there just little little teases for you that you just go like hey you put your work into this and i appreciate you for that yeah that's funny i don't notice so that. here's a straight question for you let's go to let's go to the roommate pete poor pete you know just working his heart out just working hard okay, to yeah, get somewhere in life and then I say pete's a bit of an asshole but pete's also kind of right too yeah pete's <laughs> right times. too and like Pete's put up, but hey, we can say Pete's an asshole until you remember Pete's been putting up with this for five years. Pete is no longer an asshole. Oh, yeah. That's such a good line where he's just like, you know, Sean's trying to convince him like, oh, he's a good guy. And he was like, oh, well, I guess he had he did do that one thing that was like really, really funny. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was great. When was that? Five years ago, Sean. (laughs) It's like, god damn. Yeah, you have been putting up with some shit, Pete. So this guy is also in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays one of the uh, Nova troops, as Kaz pointed out to me during the movie. Yeah. And I want to ask a question. Is that a glow-up from this movie? Or is this movie better than Guardians of the Galaxy? He dies pretty unceremoniously in Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Like, considering how much uh, rapport he had with Peter Quill, the fact that it's just like he's... he's I don-don't even think they show that he's dying. He's just, like, mid-talking. like He's like, ah, we can't hold it kind of thing. But then, like, when his ship is, like, broken through, that's just the last you see of it, and it's just, boop, he's dead. So for this actor, Shaun of the Dead is the better movie. <laughs> He put his heart and soul into this work as Pete. And now we know what I his best... Know. I'm just kidding. But... He was also fun in Guardians, but yeah. I, I also wanted to bring up, like, this is that actor where it's just like, I feel like I've seen him in, in so many things, but I can never remember his name. Probably have. How many times are we going to run into this? As many times as... This is not good for us. Listen, when we go... When we're watching a bunch of horror movies that I suggested. Eventually, we'll run into that guy, and I'll be like, that's Dick Miller! I know that one! Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Because Dick Miller is totally that be, guy. I'm going to be so proud of you. I'm going to be so proud of you. I'm actually like looking it up right now just so I want to know more about this. But this I got to say also to Pete, like, I know Sean's going through a breakup. And even even Pete is like kind of, oh, sorry, dude. But like he has to get up at like six in the morning or something. He got bit by some uh, some some what did he say? Some crackhead. Yeah. And then and then he comes home. He's starting to feel a little under the weather, uh, trying to get some sleep. And these guys are playing some like electronic, like whatever music, at like four in the morning. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, dude, that sequence. Like, and like, you know what really sucked about that moment too is he comes down and he's so mad. It's like I have to be up at six a.m. and uh, and Sean just goes like, I'm really sorry, um, me and Liz like split up and um he even looks at him and like contains his anger knowing that like even knowing that he knew that liz broke up with sean but like sean is such still a good friend to him that he's just like just keep it down like i understand but it's just because ed has to be a fucking asshole that pete who is like kind of seemed to try to just be everyone's friend like didn't really want to like just wanted to be a realist finally just exploded and like had to be that like that friend that just like laid down every truth that you never wanted to hear Mm -hmm. and he had some mad truths he's known them for a while by the way i just want to say this guy's name really is peter and uh he was the voice of darth maul in star wars episode one yeah so ray park did the acting but this guy voiced him okay well at least now i can think of darth maul as some guy named pete and not Ray Park. <laughs> That's comforting. <laughs> oh, every time uh every time someone brings up Darth Maul, I'll just be like, Oh yeah, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about Ray Park. So yeah, he was Pete. He was Pete all along. But here's here's something. After after Peter lays all these or Peter after Pete lays all these truths at Sean's feet and uh makes Sean like really re examine everything. Does Sean become a better person by the end of the movie? Like, did he actually fix any of these issues? Uh, Liz doesn't seem very pleased when he says he's going to pop out to the shed. Go on, then. <laughs> She's just kind of like, all right, go ahead, hang out with your zombie friend. Yeah, you know? So, don't know. It's just the case of, like, he might be the last Ben on Earth in her just- life. <laughs> 
come on, you know? And I love how a lot of, like, that is such a sweet ending. Like, oh, they're still friends, and he still kind of remembers playing video games. And this is the moment where Simon finds, or uh, where uh, Sean gets to be better. Leave him play, you're my best friend (laughs) from Queen. I'm going to be real. I hope my best friend knows in that situation to just put me down. Don't chain me to a shed just so you can kick my ass and Budokai Tenkaichi 2 just to get some revenge on a video game, you know? Yeah, I don't think anyone I know would put me down. I think they'd be cowards. Oh, yeah, that might be the truth, too. Is my best friend too much of a coward? Yeah, he's just like, I can't, I can't kill him. I can't do it. <laughs> I've just received confirmation that my best friend well, would put me down in this situation. I can rest easy tonight. I'm calling out... <laughs> Every single person right now who considers me a friend. You're all cowards. You don't have what it fucking takes. <laughs> so public about it. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy knowing that I can go to bed tonight sleeping, thinking about the fact that my best friend is ready to kill me at a moment's notice. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> Hey man, you, fi- you you have a fever? Oh, dude, I'll be there certainly. <laughs> Don't worry you. about it. <laughs> so, like, uh, knife, uh, poison, I was gonna say, uh, blade, <laughs> weapon, gun. Like, <laughs> are we gonna just fight to the death so you die with honor? You, you didn't you didn't name anything while I was on my way. I got my belt. I'll just strangle you. <laughs> oh, hey man, you got you got this pillow. Sweet. I'm sure your friend's a lovely person. <laughs> I don't know why I have to make him sound so broy. <laughs> because that's what bros do. Bros put each other out of their miseries when they're being the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Actually, would, if that was the truth, man, it'd be like the saddest zombie show I've ever seen. Sean didn't oh, even put down Ed. He just gave him the gun and let him fart away. Like, Yeah, when he should have just done it there. Well, I mean, honestly, like I get that, though, letting Ed have that moment of sacrifice to like redeem himself and uh, hold them off so they would have a little bit more time anytime he could give them. But after that, after I've had such a redeeming moment, just put me the fuck down. Come on. Yeah. You can't you can't force me to keep going through this. You really can't. Well, you could, apparently. Until the decay really starts to kick in. Like I like look, I know I kicked your ass at Mario cart but like you gotta give up a grudge at some point i just can't believe of all the main all the characters we've introduced that be, uh, eventually became zombies the main zombie that lasted the longest that really got that really almost got them even to the cellar was like the one lady that they called what like caucasaurus something like <laughs> when ed's just like making fun of people and he's just like oh yeah she she like invented some new shit in porn like <laughs> Oh, that's right. That old lady, she's the one that lasts the longest? She knows her way around the group. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Hey, hey, I'm just saying maybe Ed got it right. Took a straight shot. We don't Took know. a straight shot to the face, though. Ah, it's fine. She'll be fine. From those magic flaming bullets. <laughs> you know, those... Those exploding rounds that that bartender has. Oh, I do want to throw this out there. Dogs can look up. (laughs) If there's anyone out there with any doubt in your mind, I have dogs. I have made them look at me, and I refuse to go down to their level. (laughs) It's a power move, really. I got to show them I'm the pack leader. I am making my dog. (laughs) It's true. He does. Caesar Mulan would be proud. Oh, Caesar Mulan's got nothing on me. I'm just kidding. Don't come after me, Caesar Mulan. Please don't. No, he's going to like whistle at you, go... And you're gonna be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so please, please forgive me. Just start to whine just a little bit, just a little bit to where people around me are just like, is he whining right now? Is there something just, wrong? Just smugly walk away, and you're like, but but treat. <laughs> <laughs> As he walks away, this fucking asshole. Where's my cornetto? You're like, oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I really want strawberry though to match to match the theme of the movie I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have done, dude. We should have got some strawberry ice cream for this movie. Instead, we just drank like a bunch of assholes. I always drink like an asshole. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's just the way to enjoy it. I movie. don't know where we can find Cornettos in the States. I'm sure they have them. Can they get us here before they melt? All right. We'll both Uber some Cornettos, and we'll see where they get in here within like the next <laughs> 10 minutes. 
someone drives eight hours, you give them a two dollar tip. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't ever do that. Please don't ever do that. Everyone out there, please tip your drivers. I do also want to mention, um, not that this is going to be a thing for me because I'm not like a comic book guy, but like there are some like very very short comics that were like on the DVD extras for Shaun of the Dead. One of them is, uh, fuck, I forgot what it was called, but it was like it was uh, basically the story of what happened to oh it's called a uh, Chasing Mary and it's about like the Bloody Mary girl the well the the girl who was a cashier, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a very short thing, but, like, it's kind of sad. So, it's, like, basically it shows what happened to her between the intro sequence where we see her, you know, working and to her becoming a zombie. Uh, but, like, yeah, her whole thing was, like, she's there. She's, you know, doing groceries, whatever. She checks, you know, checks Sean out, whatever, and he goes. I think she tells him he has red on him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he, he goes off, whatever. And then there's, like, this weird creeper dude. Who is like he? He just like he's next in line, and he like puts his groceries on there, and he goes up to her, and he's like, "Hey, can I have a kiss or whatever?" Some weird shit, and she's just kind of like whatever, freaked out by that. But she, you know, gives him his groceries, go and all that stuff. And then like when she gets out of her shift, she's like going home, but she notices like that guy's kind of just there in the parking lot, and so she's like whatever, just like going to her bus stop, and then she realizes he also goes in the bus too. And so she's really freaked out by him, takes the next stop. He also gets off on the next stop. And so she's just by freaked out by him. She just like starts hauling ass just to like run down the street. And she runs into Sean. I think this is as he has the flowers and he's running to Liz's place. And yeah. so he just kind of bumps into her. And then uh, she just like pops into the Winchester to try to get away from this guy to where she sits. I think next to the guy with the with the cowboy boots in the bar. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, can I... Oh, no, it wasn't him. It couldn't have been him. But she sits next to someone in the bar. And she's like, hey, can I sit with you? I just need to... There's a guy chasing me or a guy following me. Uh, I, I promise I'll leave you alone. And the guy's like, whatever. And then she starts telling her whole life story and how she's like a college student and this and that, whatever. And all of a sudden, the guy just like, I'm feeling really sick. And she's like, oh, do you need help? And so she starts like walking him out of the bar. And then he just collapses. And then she's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then like when she tries to pick him up or look at him, uh, that's when he turns around and he like bites her. And so she freaks out, um, and then, like, she starts, like, kind of running, or she doesn't know what to do, so she just starts kind of trying to run away, and then she just eventually just collapses, becoming, a, or, like, you know, collapses dying from her wound, to which the creeper guy who finds her, or who, who, who asked her for a kiss, he finds her on the street, bleeding, and he, like, turns her around, and he asks again if he could have a kiss, and then she, like, wakes up as a zombie, bites him, and then, yeah, like, apparently, like, she um, is a zombie doing her zombie shit, and then she sees uh, Sean and Nick, no, not Nick Frost, uh, Sean and Ed, <laughs> she sees Sean and Ed getting out of the bar when they're really, really drunk trying to get over Liz, and she just, that's how she follows them into the garden, and the guy who was the creeper who was asking for a kiss, he's the other zombie that is, ends up in the garden. Because he follows her, once again, leading to, like, they have some kind of weird memory or something. That is yeah, so he, depressing. He was still creepy and following her around. But, yeah, she just was chased by this creeper dude, gets bit by a zombie, then makes him a zombie. And then they end up in the garden and get records thrown at them. And then their faces bashed in. That's so sad. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yeah, right? I mean, because it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Okay, okay. How unhappier <laughs> comic news, though. So, Diane. You remember her, Diane? MVP Diane, as I call her. I've been calling her that this whole time. Trust me. Don't roll the tape back. Uh, yes. MVP Diane, as I call her. <laughs> Best friends. Very close. Um, you know how uh, David has that whole thing where he's just, like, pissy with the group, and he's, like, getting away, and then, like, the, you know, they tell him, she convinces him, talks him down, tells him to get away from the door. Then he stands by the window like an asshole. Then the zombies pull him in and then they like disembowel him and take his legs off. And I think she grabs one of the legs trying to like pull, pull him out. Yeah. So she, she armed with one of his legs. There's apparently a, an extended thing, a uh, comic thing uh, in the DVD extras 
where she goes out, or as you see in the movie, she has David's leg, she's armed, she's going out there, and she's like ready to like beat some ass to save him, even though he's de- clearly dead. Uh, well, the extended comic thingy is she goes out there, she starts like whamming a couple zombies, but then realizes she's very much uh, surrounded. So she finds a tree, climbs in the tree, and apparently I think it says she stays there for like a week until the military arrives. Which doesn't make any sense, because the military, I think, was there like within minutes of like Sean. And, <laughs> no, she's uh, just asleep. For Liz a week coming and out. No one yeah. bothered to wake her up. Yeah, she just be- she just becomes a cat, lives <laughs> in a tree with a leg, I think, and then yeah, she lives. So yay, I like Diane. Diane's MVP. <laughs> yeah, Diane could apparently survive for a yeah. week in a tree with no assistance necessary. No. She is the ultimate human being. You know what? This is the moral of the story. Ditch everyone else in your life and get yourself a Diane. And if you can't find a Diane, maybe you're the Diane of your group. Be the mm? Diane of your group. Be the Diane you want to see in the world. <laughs> And I think on that note, we should go ahead and start wrapping up this episode. That's a that's the most beautiful note we've ever ended on. I think. <laughs> the most Boy, hopeful we could shame. ever get. It'd be a shame if one of us said something really stupid to ruin. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, this has been another episode of So Did You Like It? Um, And we got to wrap this up with just answering the question now. Did you like it, Kaz? I love it. It's fun. What about you? Me too. This is... I I absolutely adore this movie. I had so much fun. And uh, I'll stick by what I say. You, This is a movie you could teach a class about. <laughs> and you'd learn a lot. You really would. You really would. Anyway, um... Just uh, some some plugs before we go. Uh, you can watch me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash SirSquaren, and follow me on Twitter, at SirSquaren, where we I'll keep you updated with what's going on with uh, the podcast as well as other future things that we'll be doing and when we watch like the Discord or the movies on Discord. What about you, Kaz? Yeah, we watch the movies on Discord every Wednesday around 9.30 uh on uh the second respawn discord i feel like i should yeah nan's gonna put that in but yeah it's second respawn discord um yeah and you can find us talking about it live on twitch at twitch.tv slash second respawn uh every friday also shout out to uh gemini141 on twitch he is our editor for the podcast. It, the recorded podcasts, uh, like the edited versions, come out uh, a week after the Twitch recording. Um, he's been doing some great work for us. And if you want to check us out on Spotify, he makes this sound much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, any final thoughts or uh, anything, you want, anything you want to leave off on before we end this with a raid? There's nothing I can say better than be the Diane you want to see in the world. Like, that's... God, be the... Be the Diane you want to see in the world. Be the Diane in your relationship. Be the Diane in every aspect of your life. God, are we going to start a cult?